Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Welcome to Off the Cut, episode 91. I don't know what I was doing there, but uh, up in Toronto and here in Ohio, today is known as Tuesday, November 21st. Why did I? SD doesn't seem like the right abbreviation after that for some reason. 21st. 21st, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those brain laps. You got it. Uh, and on this day in history, the Green Suitors podcast, the worst woodworking podcast in our space, available on Apple and Spotify, what bought all the turkeys in North America to oh. ruins, ruin everyone's Thanksgiving in an attempt to actually have something interesting to talk about. <laughs> Did you know that there's somebody who actually celebrates Thanksgiving twice a year? Uh, I mean, I guess there's probably... A number of Canadians and people going across the border who do that. Man. I don't know where are you going with this joke, though. Well, one of them is Jonathan Katz Moses, who happens to own oh, KM Tools. I see. Oh, I see where you're going with this. See, that was a yeah. segue to the ad. <laughs> KM Tools, the woodworking company by woodworkers for woodworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means yeah. that unlike all the horse shit that you see, you know, Jason Bent try to sell you on That's YouTube. Right. He actually tests these tools out and they're good. Yeah. Well, I think all the tools on his store are either designed and oh, yeah. made by him or there's stuff that he actually has in his shop. You're absolutely right. And what's really cool is a portion of all their profits go to the Cats Moses Woodworkers with Disabilities Fund, mm-hmm. which gets tools and resources in the hands of those that need it most. And like we've talked about, that's something that I've directly been impacted with. Yep. And I mean, I don't know how much Jonathan talks about this, but if you want to know the the scale of of what KM Tools helps people with, they gave my recipient an entire Avid CNC, <laughs> which is <I> ridiculous. <laughs> well, I heard that. I was like, okay, maybe I can get Sophie to break my legs right. and then I can get a free CNC from Jonathan. Just go to Vegas, you know, don't pay up on a couple bets and have somebody come break your shins. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. All right. But but in all seriousness, huge thanks to Jonathan and uh, KM Tools for sponsoring the show. And a reminder that... Black uh, Friday, baby. Oh, oh, the Black Friday sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes from Monday the 20th to Monday the 27th, right? Yeah. So when this podcast comes out, unless you're watching the live stream right now, shout out to everybody on the live stream. uh, This will come out on a Saturday, most likely. So mm-hmm. you'll have a couple days in order to go to kmtools.com and take advantage of their awesome Black Friday savings. Like some of the stuff's like, I don't know, it's it's kind of between like 10 and 30%. I don't want to, I might be speaking out of turn here. I don't want to make promises that Jonathan can't back up, but there's some good deals. Oh, yeah. And there's some things that are up to 75% off. Okay. Oh, phew. I said 30 and I was like, oh, I might be yeah. over committing. But okay. If it's up to 75, I feel good about that. Yeah, and I got some good stuff on there. So check it out. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, new patrons this week. Oh, baby. We've got Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. I was with I was with uh, Sedge, Ronnie, and Jason last weekend over at the Hartville Hardwood or Hardwood Festival show thing. Oh, we cool. Were, we were talking about the podcast. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to start saying that like celebrities have become our oh. patrons and stuff like that. That's so I, I beat them to it as long as this episode comes out first. Did I ever tell you about my concept for, y- y- are you familiar with the website uh, Cameo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going to do one? Oh, no, 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 definitely not. Nobody likes <laughs> um, you that much. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's willing to pay $5 for me to say thing. But I was thinking it would be really funny to have every YouTube video I do signed off by like a different D-list celebrity that I paid $50 to get a shout out oh, from. <laughs> like Gary Busey's son. 
Exactly. It'd be Gary Busey's son. And he'd be like, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the Zach Bills video. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Can so, you imagine that? Like, if like you you got Gary Busey's son, mm-hmm. and then he's like, like you reach out to him just as like a complete choke, and he goes like, Zach, dude, I watch your videos all the time, <laughs> man. And then like you become best friends with Gary Busey's son. Yeah. I mean, that's what's a, his that's son's name. His son's an actor, right? Is he? I mean, Gary Busey Jr. <laughs> Jake Busey. Jake Busey. Okay. So, what we could do, though, is we could actually pretend to have celebrities become our patrons, and then we could have little videos from them that we inserted into the live stream where they're like, hey, Zach and Eric, great job on the podcast. So excited to become a patron. <laughs> So you mean like one of these like AI generated things where it like goes and searches out every audio clip the actor has ever said and then hacks off like syllables? No, 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 no. We'll go to cameo.com and we will pay them $50 to pretend to be our new patrons for this week. Oh, <laughs> like uh, what Keith and uh, Jason did when they did stuff for Neil Patrick Harris like that. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's a funny <laughs> story, but I won't get into that one. That's a story for a different day. I think that's more uh, of a private story. Yeah, <laughs> but we could get they shared. <laughs> we could get Gary Busey's son to endorse off the cut and say that he just became a patron. Doesn't matter if he actually becomes a patron or not. How much do you think a D-list celebrity would charge to endorse the shitty podcast like this. I am glad you asked. Look, let's look up Gary. What was his name? Jake, Jake Busey. Busey. Okay. Jake Busey charges you. Uh, it says maybe, oh, uh, $95 Canadian for a person. Oh, on a cameo? Video. On cameo. Oh, man. That might be worth the expense. I see, right? We could do one celebrity every month and we could probably afford it. All right. Listeners, in all seriousness, if we can get 100 patrons, we will spend the money on getting D-list celebrities (laughs) to do cameos for the podcast. You heard it here first. And Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son, Son. will be the first one. They also, they have a category for YouTubers. So we could get other YouTubers. And that might be kind of like a weird inceptiony thing. Okay, <laughs> I, I I gotta say this, and I want to hear hear your response as well. Okay, Cameo is a platform. Mm-hmm. I already full transparency because we've talked about this. I feel weird having a Patreon. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I would feel even weirder. Having a cameo and no knock on anybody being on cameo that does it. I'm just saying me personally, it would make me feel as the kids say, icky having a cameo. You get the ick. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess like, it's like personalized shout outs. So I don't know. It's like you buy your friend, like, you know, Gary Busey's son. Yeah. Jake Busey. yeah, singing Good happy buddy. birthday or something like that. It's kind of a laugh. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I would ever do it. I do. I, I, I agree with you. Like, I feel a little bit weird about having a Patreon, too. And honestly, I've been kind of playing around with the idea of getting rid of my personal Next, Patreon. Because yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm delivering enough value to people to justify its existence. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, well, I don't, whatever. There's a lot of weird ways to make money in this world. And if people are willing to pay you for personalized videos... So be it. I would want to know what's the percentage of people doing cameo videos to get like like somebody funny, right? To like say something silly versus people are like, I doubt Taylor Swift is on cameo. But if you're like, no, I effing love Taylor Swift. And then like you get a cameo from her, like people are just like in awe. It's got to be mostly jokes, right? I think it would be mostly jokes and like for like diehard fans, like, you know, the people who are obsessed with X celebrity. Oh yeah. 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 You get like, they, maybe that's like a tear jerking experience for them or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, Patrick you're, you, Swayze. 
yeah, you're obsessed with Patrick Swayze mm -hmm. and you've watched all his movies and then he personally wishes you a happy birthday. Let's see if he's on here. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, maybe it's just, it's my mindset. I would much rather spend that $95 mm -hmm. on like taking the lady out to a nice meal and like enjoying yeah. a, a night rather than a, a 10 second clip from a D-list. <laughs> but for the right person, that might be more valuable than a nice dinner out. Not for you or me, but for the right person. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I did. I ever. I also. I had this uh, hilarious concept once to shoot an entire movie with cameo people. So oh. I would get them to like pretend to answer the phone or something like that. Like it'd be like a very piecemeal script that would be oh. like, oh, hold on, real quick. I have to call Selena Gomez and ask her to <laughs> wish me a happy birthday, and then it would cut to footage, and then that way I could have this incredible cast for my hypothetical movie where i have like every d-list celebrity ever and the budget yeah. for the movie would be like a thousand dollars well yeah i mean so let's let's how long is the movie gonna be let's say it's an hour and 15 minutes yeah right so that's yeah. 75 minutes mm -hmm. which means how long is a cameo you think i think they're like 45 seconds to minutes so okay let's say it's a minute for easy math yeah and it's a hundred dollars a piece it depends who you who you're going for. Some people are cheaper, some are more expensive, but yeah. Like that's not bad. Seventy five hundred bucks. Under ten grand for a fully loaded celebrity tized movie. Right? Like that is less than you would pay any one of those individual celebrities to appear in a movie. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty good value. <laughs> you ready for this segue? Hit me. Speaking of value. And something that's less than $95 for a cameo mm -hmm. is the off-the-cut Patreon. <laughs> where yeah. we have our returning top-tier members, Gary mm -hmm. Furness, Chris from Black Forest Creation, Josh at Freedom Workshop, Brooke Appler, Grizzly Bear Woodworks, Dadu, Luke Schmidt, which I hung out with uh, last weekend, Corey oh, Duvall, Jason Price at Priceless Pro Design, Scott Eastman. EC's Woodshop, and the Powercocker, formerly known as Wes. Those are just oh, some yeah. of the folks that are, uh, you know, supporting us, keeping the lights on, because, you know, doing a podcast ain't free. Mm -hmm. But mo more importantly, they are they get access to the after show. They get mm -hmm. access to our giveaway, which every month we're going to give away a $50 gift card to KM Tools. And the and, first one. First one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go okay, tell him. Tell him. Okay, okay, no, okay, no, you're right, okay, you're, okay. Sorry, don't let me step on your toes. No, I get more soup when you interrupt me. <laughs> oh, you're gonna do soup? Okay, so uh -huh. for the very first inaugural giveaway, wait, what's inaugural mean? Is that like annual? Yeah, it's inaugural season, like the like the first season the Blue Jackets were in town. Okay, so the first giveaway that we're gonna mm -hmm. do is a KM Tools router plane, the new one, the pro oh, yeah. one. That's like, I don't know, 250 bucks or something mm -hmm. like that. So you're going to want to get signed up and uh, get in on that. Because for what, like, a what's the lowest tier on Patreon? Three bucks? Yeah. For a $3 uh, entrance fee, you're basically, your expected value on that, on that giveaway is going to be more than your entrance fee. Oh, yeah. You pay yeah. for the whole year and it's still cheaper. Yeah. If you know if you got that, plus mm -hmm. the real value is the after show and all the other awesome perks we got. And we should say nope. tonight is yeah. our first uh thing. BYOC, yeah, BYOC, bring your own camera. So we're doing a live video call, excuse me, with our top tier patrons. So they're gonna jump on the call just like this, and we can talk about. Goodness, gracious, <laughs> sorry, I have too much soup in my belly. We're gonna talk about whatever they want. You know, just shoot yeah. shit for a little bit. We'll be on there for at least an hour. I mean, really, for me, it depends when Miranda comes home. I don't. That'll be my <laughs> stop. But she's over That's at her friend's house, so it could be several hours tonight. But yeah, nice. And we yeah. might open it up to other other tiers. We're uh, this is the first one, so we're playing around with it. See what comes out of it. Yeah, I suspect tonight's going to be a little bit awkward because we're going to have 
you know, it, it, it sometimes it's awkward just the two of us we're talking over each other because there's a weird time delay. Right. So once you get five, six, seven people yeah. all talking at the same time, it might be a little bit awkward, but we're, we're I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hang out with the patrons and yeah, have a good time. Yeah. So anybody on the live stream, uh, check Patreon. I sent out the link to that yes. Skype call yes. earlier today. So jump in on that. And we should also just a quick housekeeping. Um, it looked like Patreon for whatever reason, we downgraded like our, our service thing. Cause we got rid of the merch and stuff. And it looks like as like a precautionary thing to everyone, they, I think they kind of basically kicked people off their billing cycle just to make sure that they didn't get charged for like something they didn't want or whatever. So if you uh -huh. do still want to uh, continue being a patron, just make sure that you're still signed up over there. That way you're not just like, what the heck, what happened to the after show? Why isn't it showing yeah. up in my apps anymore? Yeah. Just, just be aware. And if you want to cancel, that's fine too. No hard feelings. Yeah. Oh, well, Oh, oh man. Okay. Admin's no, out get, of the way. Let's get into the podcast. Oh, what no, the hell wait, well, you want to talk about one more admin thing. We mm. have to acknowledge that our producer, oh. Derek, is not here today. He's, uh, he's traveling. He's out with the kids. They're doing like a crazy cross-country road trip, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a road trip or are they flying? I can't remember. I think he said they were flying. He said when he was going to fly oh, okay. over Ohio, he was going to wave. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, he did say he was flying. He did say he was flying. It's for some reason, I had in my head that he was driving. But, yeah, he's on vacation this week, so it's just the two of us. So, live stream crew, you're going to have to... Uh, be less visual references, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, yes. We appreciate what Derek does. We, we yes, give him we more do. credit. We give yeah. him more credit. Yeah, everybody go check out his YouTube channel. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Blow him up a little bit. He's doing oh, yeah. Lord's Hell work yeah. out here. Hell yeah. Well, uh, you got anything specific you want to talk about, or you want me to dive into things I got written down? Hit oh, me. you got stuff written down? I was The only thing I was going to say was, have you seen any good Black Friday deals for anybody? Outside of the KM Tools, have you seen anything good from any other brands? Ooh, to be completely honest with you, haven't looked. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in full, like, saving for wedding, honeymoon, house. So, like, yes. when yes. we get together on Thanksgiving this year, I'm pitching to our family the idea of drawing names oh yeah because that's the thing is like you get what you get your aunt and uncle and then your other aunt and uncle and your grandma oh, yeah. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. these people don't want let's be honest they don't want your shitty gifts well you don't know these people well enough to get them a good gift right you know like when you're when you get out to like aunts and uncles and stuff like that it's like was my uncle like? It's like, I, Jesus, I don't know. Like, I talked to the guy once a year at Christmas. Right, right, right. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, I would rather not just give somebody like a Starbucks or an Amazon gift card, right? Yeah. Yes. One of yes. the things my one aunt uncle proposed, I think during COVID, is there because they're like, oh, it was difficult to get out get gifts, and I love it. Is yeah. they're like, how about instead of giving each other gifts, as like every couple. Uh, donates whatever they would feel appropriate to give a gift to a charity of their choice. I was like, yeah, love it. Yep. So my one we aunt and uncle, we don't get them gifts. We just make a donation in their name. We're like, great. Perfect. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. We do um, the, with Sophie's family, we do like a draw names thing where you just buy for like one other person. Love it. Which is great. And then with my, my family, what we usually do is we do the, it goes by a lot of different names, but like the white elephant or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you buy a gift and you wrap it and you put it in the center and then you draw numbers and you take turns picking a gift out of the yeah, pile yeah, yeah. and you open it up and you can steal it. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And it takes the stress out of it. Cause like, you're like, Oh, I, you know, I got to bring a dish to this thing. I got to bring like wine or beer or like, you know, something else. And you're like, Oh my gosh, now I have to get a gift for everybody. But if you do the white elephant, it's just like, I'm just going to go get one yeah. funny gift. It could be a great gift and it takes all the stress out. Yeah. I like it. But no, I haven't, I haven't found any black Friday deals. I haven't looked to be honest with you. How about yourself? Uh, not really. I've, uh, I got some like non woodworking stuff, but nothing, uh, nothing building related or anything like that. Nothing to write. What was the one that you're most excited about though? Uh, well, so I've been, <laughs> I, I do the Amazon affiliate links in all my videos, right? 
Oh yeah. I, I'm sure you do too. Right. So I mean, yeah. I banked up, uh, they send you a gift card every month. So I banked up the last couple of, um, months and i bought the dyson vacuum cleaner which sophie is very excited about <laughs> oh okay hold on i have a dyson mm -hmm. and for everybody at home they're like dude you banana spending like four hundred dollars on a vacuum i know yeah i know i know I hear know. me out this vacuum does not ever lose suction yeah <laughs> it is insanity so which one did you get did you get the cordless one or the yeah i got the like the the, the kind of like top end one yeah yeah, yeah. Was, so we have one now that sophie got as like a christmas gift from work like five or six years ago yeah and uh we love it it's great so i was like okay let's see let's see what they've done in terms of innovation over the last five six years the battery life on the new ones is probably like 45 minutes or something bananas, yeah. right? Yeah. It's got like a laser beam that it shoots out the front so you can see dirt in front of you. It's got uh, like the the little crevice tools like integrated into it. So it's always there at all times Ooh. if you like pop the long tube off. It's got some interesting stuff. I was like, okay, let's do it. It's a little splurge. Yeah, it's a nice one though. I, th I think I've had mine since 2016. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I've noticed with it now is that if I run it on the low speed, no problem. Still lasts like 15, 20 minutes. And guys, yeah. remember, this is also one from like six, seven years ago. Yeah. And it was like the lower, lower model. So it didn't have a super long battery life. But if I turn it to like the max, like boost suction, mm -hmm. the battery will die in like 30 seconds. But I'm sure it's just because the battery has been charged and recharged so many times. So I just need yeah. to get a new battery. The, um, I saw somebody modify one once so that their Dyson can run on DeWalt batteries. Ooh. I think they had like a custom 3D printed grip for it and they could just connect a DeWalt battery right in there and it was good to go. So there's an option for you if you want. But I like just being able to jam it on the wall real quick. That's true. That's true. You would lose the ability to just jam it on the wall. Unless you I would take printed a... a new wall mount. <laughs> You're getting too fancy for me. I would take a Dyson sponsorship all day. They asked me to do one actually like two years ago or something like that. And, but it was, it wasn't just like a 30 to 90 second integration. They wanted me to like make a whole video about Dyson products. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. Almost kind of like a documentary kind of thing. Yeah, they were like, why don't you do like a house tour and show off like three or four different Dyson products? I was like, eh, it's not really what my channel's about. No, no. Did it pay well? Uh, I mean, at that time, I think I think they offered me like a thousand bucks and then like $2,500 worth of Dyson stuff. So yeah. it was back when my channel was much smaller too. Yeah. So it yeah. was like two, three years ago. So yeah. It was it was not bad, but it was just I was like, eh, it doesn't fit. Well, you know who I I texted you today. Yeah, but I'll I'll ask the I'll ask this in the form of a question. You yeah. know who asked me to partner <laughs> with them today? <laughs> it's everybody's favorite power tool brand. Oh my gosh! So rigid reached out to me today and asked if I wanted to partner with them. And mm -hmm. to, to quickly highlight what had happened and my disdain for rigid, I'll make this short, short and sweet is about uh, two years ago, they reached out and they were like, Hey, we want to partner with you. And I was like, yeah, great. At that time I had a fairly small account. I had very little tools and I was like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, Okay, let's call it what it is. Rigid makes nice tools. Yeah. Some of their stuff. Some of their stuff totally. is garbage. Yeah, well, it's the it's the lower end. It sits between Ryobi and Milwaukee. Right. In the TTI stack. Yeah. Very capable tools. So I was like, yeah, no problem. You're going to hook me up with tools. Be happy to do it. So long story short, they, the agreement was, you know, we can get you any tool you want. Unlimited tools, no problem. You have to post. Mm -hmm. I don't once or twice a month or something. I forget the exact thing. There was a small amount of money exchanged, but at that time I was more like, okay, the value for me here is I'm going to get a completely outfitted shop and like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of tools, right? Like yeah. I don't have that money right now. So yeah. long story short, they sent like a drill out and 
you know, then they're like, okay, well, what are you going to do with that? I was like, what do you mean? What am I going to do with it? I, this is like just kind of a passive partnership where I just kind of like show myself using it. They're like, no, we want you to like sell this stuff. And I was like, you know, um, <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, you guys said you're going to send me this, 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 this. And at this time it had transitioned to a new person. They're like, well, we don't uh -huh. have any record of that. So they basically just told me to F off. And like, wouldn't send me any more tools, never paid me. And like, oh, dude, it pissed me off so much. So yeah, that, it's so, so funny that they reached out and want a partner again. <laughs> same, same person. No, it's a, it's New a different person. person. So well, that, what they, does that tell house. you? They're, well, they clean house like crazy with this position. And they also have like no internal documentation, no handoff no. from the old guy to the new guy. No. Wow. Interesting. So genuinely. I think you got to do it. I think you got to do it. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, I, I basically responded with them and I was like, I would love to collaborate. Please send me your proposal to Eric at SpenceLeesignCo.com. Mm -hmm. The guy goes, great. I'll send it out shortly. I, I have to know what the proposal is. Yeah. Well, uh, so um, my question is, uh, is this serious enough for you so that you're going to pass it off to your agent? Or is this just something that you're going to kind of feel out because it's because it's kind of fun? <laughs> oh, right now we're in the fun camp. No doubt. OK, OK. Like just be the I'm being silly right now. I think the likelihood of me taking this is like. 0.0001%. It would have to be a dump load of cash mm -hmm. and it would have to be like TikTok only or something like that. I see. I see. Yeah, I'm curious what they'll come back with uh in terms of ask from you, like what the campaign looks like. I don't see many of those brands out there anymore doing these like long-term partnerships where they want you to, you know, post throughout the year or something like that. No. So. No, the that's why, honestly, out of curiosity's sake, mm -hmm. that's why mm -hmm. I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing information is what I'm pursuing right now. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have uh -huh. fun with it. What, are they, do they make any good tools? Like, is there anything where they're like class leading where you're like, oh, the rigid one is the best? Table no. saws that the motors fall out of? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen before. They make like okay shop vacs, I guess. I suppose. Uh, I guess they got some. Maybe they had some cordless. Like you know, like I think about Ryobi, and I'm like Ryobi, like they're not the best tools, but like some of their stuff is pretty good. Cordless nails, nailers are pretty good. People like oh, yeah. them, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm thinking. I'm struggling to think of a good rigid tool, but I think if they, I think you have to do it, and then just kind of. It's it'd be like a, like a subtle in joke for you and your audience who knows that whole story, and everybody else will just think it's like random product placement. Right, uh, you're not wrong. Or like, yeah. could I do something where like I'm just like, oh, and this is how you, you like this is the best cut you'll ever get, and it would be a jigsaw <laughs> that's like the blade bent and like stuff like that. I do this. It's a minimal tear out, and it's just all like shredded along the edge. Oh, it would be awful. It'd be terrible. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, if if it's something really low effort, or it's just like post TikToks or whatever, like I don't care. Sure. What? Why don't? Why aren't more power tool companies interested in YouTube videos? I I never get anything from power tool companies. It was only for like Instagram and TikTok that I ever got power tool stuff. I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you you still have your contact. You still talk to your contact at Dewalt. That's like a very passive partnership. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, I don't even really utilize that. They actually approached me recently. They were like, "Hey, we want to do." Um, it's it's I, it's it's kind of hard to explain this campaign, and I'm not sure how much of it I should really talk about. But basically, they want me to make like a medium length video that's not going to live on my YouTube channel it's going to live on like another website. Uh, yeah. Like think of uh, like a, it's probably going to live on a major retailers website, uh, but it's going to be like a three to five minute long video. And then they want hmm. me to make like a single Instagram post about the project. 
And I was like, this is crazy because you're going to get, they want me to build something too. They're like, yeah, we're thinking like maybe build like a dining table or you do like this, or you do that. Hmm. And I was like, it, it, this is going to be like a four or five day build. And you're <laughs> asking me to only like produce one piece of content from it. So I was like, it's going yeah, 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 to it, fine, right? It's going to be like an expense. Like I'm going to have to go in with like a high number because it's a big project. And then they're not going to get any content out the other side from it. Yeah. It's really weird. So I'm struggling to understand exactly what they're, they're thinking. But yeah, we'll see if that goes anywhere. I want to talk more about this, but I think this is something that we've never had happen. Dude, I have to go to the bathroom so oh. bad right now. <laughs> We're going to have okay. to cut this out of the podcast. Give me just a second. Okay. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I made Ooh. it back. We That's had we almost had an emergency. <laughs> you know what? I might have to do the same thing. I'm going to try and make it to the end of the show, but so far in the last hour or so, I've drinking three of these water bottles full of water. So. It happens. It happens. It was the yeah. soup got me. But anyway, okay. So company reached out to you. They were like, we want you to do basically like a dining room, like this huge multi-day build just to make yes. like a three-minute video out of. To make one three to five-minute video that won't live on any of my pages yeah. and then a one-minute cut down of that that will exist on my Instagram. Hmm. And so the thing I said to them was, and you know, this... I don't know, kind of comes up fairly often for me. It's like these companies want you to do something like a project for to show off their tools and to show off their, you know, their product or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, that's a lot of work to do a whole project. You know how long it takes. And it's right. like, so you're going to all the effort of filming this whole multi-day thing. Like I'm going to walk out the other side with hours and hours of footage if I properly document it all. And right. to just cut that all into one, one minute video doesn't really seem like I could for a just a little bit more effort. I could get like five Instagram posts out of it or a whole YouTube video or something right. like that. So and, I something. No, okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Okay. I'll go. So like <laughs> in their eyes, they're thinking, Oh, you know, Zach's going to make this one piece of content. Um, you know, he's just building something, hey, whatever. But it's like in your eyes, you're like, yo, this is going to take me a week to build this plus edit it. Like you want to get paid for multiple days of work. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't like companies will be like, oh, like, let's throw it a, a, a number. Like They'll be like, oh, one Instagram video, you know, say 500 bucks or something right. like that. Right. Um and you're like, well, I can't justify working on a project for multiple days or for five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars, right? But you know, if you can talk a company into doing five, six videos, it's like, right. okay, you know, around three, three thousand or something like that. It's like, okay, now it starts to make a little bit more sense, right? But then you yeah. got to think of like the materials that go into the project. Like, there's a lot that goes well, into it. That too, yeah. And your time on the other side too, editing and all that stuff. So yeah. I think sometimes there's just a disconnect with, with like, especially it's usually ad agencies are reaching out to you. There's a disconnect with yeah. the amount of work that they expect that goes into build something. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't think they get it a lot of the time, which everybody listening, this is like the exact reason why when Zach and I do sponsorships, we, always prefer for it to be something that has nothing to do with woodworking. Yeah. Like life insurance or a website or like exactly a, a green shake because yeah. they don't care what we create. We just, we do our project and then our agents like, Hey, I got a ad spot. Do you have a video to put it in? You go, yep, sure. And you move on with your life. Exactly. It's much harder to do content around something. And that's, you know, I said in the past, like, I don't like doing power tool company sponsorships that much right. because they want you to use only their tools. And right. I don't know, it gets it gets very confining really quick. Right. Whereas the stuff that's not related, it's like you can make a video about whatever, which is, you know, I like to do random obscure stuff like, you know, modifying old video game consoles. So there's not many brands that'll fit perfectly with that. But, you know, when you just throw a life insurance or website ad on there, it works pretty well. <laughs> it's, it's low effort. I mean, and this was like all this weekend when I was talking to, to Jason and, and Ronnie up at the Hartville event with the, like the whole crux of the conversation that we had was 
why are we doing things for our business that don't make us money? Mm, like what? Like for me, like why am I bothering on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's yes. a waste of my time. Yes. Yeah. Like how much have you made from TikTok in the last year? So in the last year? Yeah. Maybe 600 bucks. Right. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you write me a check for 600 bucks, I'm going to take it. But how much <laughs> time have I put into six to that 600 bucks? I would say well over 600 hours. Yeah. So you're talking I a would, dollar an hour? Stop. I've really not been doing much Instagram lately. And that's and where I'm getting at. Is like, why bother on Instagram? Why bother on this? And it's my YouTube has been doing so much better since I gave up on Instagram. Right. Because it allowed me to focus all of my energy on this one thing. And now just in terms of what I, what I'm making from the AdSense that plays on my videos or like the, you know, like the default baked in, not baked in the, the YouTube ads. Yeah, yeah. That's eclipsed what I was making from Instagram in the past. Oh Yeah. And then also now I'm getting bigger YouTube sponsorships too. So being able to dial in on one thing has actually been really beneficial for my business. Right. And I think you always hear the advice of like, oh, spread out, be wide, like get, get involved in every single channel. But I think the reality is, is you're getting distracted. Yes. Yeah. I think you should focus if you're trying to start some sort of social media business, Focus on doing one thing well. Agreed. Agreed. And then once you once you nailed that and you're making decent income from it, if you want to then like experiment in other fields and branch out into other platforms, by all means go for it. But master one before you start trying to get in the other ones. Because I spread myself too thin early on, trying to Agreed. do all the platforms. I I'm still not good at making short form content despite the fact that I've been doing it for like three years because I was also do, trying to learn 10 other things at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. I know. I think that's fantastic advice. And I think that's actually changed. Like I would always tell people, Oh, you know, put it on TikTok, put it on Instagram, put it on YouTube shorts. Now. I, yeah. I would just focus on one thing. And that's why I was actually, I was talking to Keith Johnson a little bit about this topic and so i got on i was checking out his facebook because i know facebook is a big um you know player for a lot of people and dude he's crushing facebook really i mean getting millions of views on like everything he posts wow so i just asked him i go dude how much how much time do you spend on facebook and keith i hope uh, you probably aren't listening but if you are i hope you don't (laughs) mind me spilling your secret he said zero i go what do you mean he goes, I have a company run my Facebook page for me. They oh. edit all of my videos. They post everything. They do A-B testing, all that. They just do it for me. Wow. And so I was like, dude, you got to hook me up. So he hooked me up with a company that does that and had an interview with them, and they're going to take over my Facebook. Like, oh, I am okay. happy to pay somebody to do that. So I don't have to worry about it. Can you hook me up with them too? Yeah. Okay, they, are you, I don't think you can monetize in Canada though, right? I think I can. I think I can. Oh, I can't. Yeah. There's no reels. There's no reels bonus, but the you can monetize videos. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, I'll sweet, hook you up. Sweet. Let me. Uh, I'm working through like some admin stuff with them, but once okay. we get on board, I'll definitely hook you up with her. Because this is the thing. Like I, I've. I've been, I get emails all the time from people who are like, Hey, I could be your like short form editor person. Yeah. And I've talked to a few, I've gone down that road with a few different people before. And immediately I get the sense that they're using one of these AI services where you put a, uh, video into like one of these things, they have AI analyze it. And then it chops a bunch of little clips out of your yeah. long form video. Yeah. That is not what I want. Cause that is, it does such a bad job nobody's gonna watch those videos i want like a real editor to sit there and i know that that's what they're doing because the prices they were giving me were insane like a dollar video exactly we'll get they were like like two dollars a video three dollars a video and stuff like that i was like there's no way that a human could possibly sit there and like edit a video and then charge you three dollars for it no no yeah so, so they're just 
Yeah. I mean, they're crushing Keith's yeah. Facebook. So, yeah. And it's, it's no effort. All they do is they say that they download your YouTube videos and mm-hmm. then they like re-edit them, chop them up to just music so that they're, you know, ex- accepted to basically every country. And then yeah. they pay money, run targeted ads to like get your content out to other people to build up an audience base. And like they, they got a huge strategy about what they're doing. So. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm very interested. I wanted to talk to, I'd be interested to talk to, cause I've also know uh, Brad Rodriguez from fix this build that is yeah. killing it on Facebook as well. And I wanted to talk to him cause some of the metrics that I see on Facebook are insane. Like I see some of his videos, he'll have millions of views, but then he'll have like three comments and like 35 likes, which doesn't make any sense to me. So there's something going yeah, on on Facebook that I don't, I just don't understand at all. So I kind of want to, talk to somebody who's a little bit more versed in that platform. I think that would be a really interesting guest to have him on and, and, dis- yeah. and just discuss the mysteries of Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll reach out to him and see what's up. See if we can yeah. get him to be a guest. one For day. sure. Yeah. I'd love that. I mean, we talked to him before. Um, yeah. I know he has a video editor that helps him out. It's Chris, yes. right? I think his uh, name's Chris. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I've actually met his editor. So I, I've not met his editor too. I think mm-hmm. he was, if I recall the conversation, I think that's what he said. The guy's name. Okay. Was, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, sorry to ruin the perception of everybody listening, but at a certain level, when you get to, you know, when you have to scale, although Brad's face is on everything, I mean, his wife helps out. He's got an editor. Yeah. There are people that yeah. are helping him. Like, you can't yeah. operate at that large of a scale and just have it be you. Like you have an editor. Yeah. I have an editor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, screwed without Bryson. Right. Um, even it allows just, you to focus. It allows me to focus. It's like, it's this weight off your shoulders. It's part, it's being able to hand off the part of the process that you don't really enjoy doing or doesn't bring any magic to you like i talked right. to bryson and he's like oh i love editing like i love just sitting there with my headphones and like trying to craft the best thing that i can with all the raw materials there he loves great. it he digs it he does a great job i don't enjoy that part of the process much and so not only does it take my time and i'm not i'm not giving it my all because i'm not enthused by it but it also takes away time where I could be creating concepts for new videos and I could be filming and I can do the things that only I can do as, you know, the kind of the quote unquote host of the channel or whatever you want to say. Right. It's like kind of getting that first step away from you owning your job versus like running a business. Right. So like you're slowly getting away from if Zach isn't here, nothing gets done. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Zach goes on vacation, nothing gets done. Well, no, not necessarily because Zach has hired an editor so he can go on vacation and work still gets done. Yeah. So what Zach did was two weeks prior to the vacation, he just filmed a whole bunch of stuff. And then before he boarded the plane, he handed off a hard drive to his editor so that he could be working on it while he was relaxing on the beach. sipping. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's something that, I'm trying to get to like, it's hard to give up control. And I think, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit of a control freak. No, yeah. Yeah. Like I like things done kind of like my way. Yes. And I'm always kind of a little bit worried that if I hand over control, somebody's not going to do it up to my standards. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, I was really worried about that. I told you I want to, I'm working on revamping my website. I'm moving over to Shopify. Yeah. yeah. And stuff. And I'm thinking like, I just want to design it myself because it's going to look how I want it. And then I was like, why would I waste all of my time? Yeah. It's going to take me so much longer to figure out a new platform. I will pay somebody. They've already like shown me like drafts of the website and I'm like, examples. Yeah. Holy smokes. This looks great. Yeah. See, that's the magic. I gave up the control. You gave up the control and you handed it off to somebody and they did a better job than you could have done. That right. is when the magic really happens. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Like I've I've had quite a few people approach me um, about doing thumbnails for my videos because oh, I was kind of yeah. interested. I was like, if I could find a really good thumbnail guy, yeah, I would be willing to pay for that. 
So I, I've I've tried out a couple of guys where I've been like, you know, okay, here's here's a video, here's a little bit of money. Give me like your three best thumbnails for this. And they've come back and every, I've done it two or three times now. Every time I do it, they give me crap thumbnails. I'm like, no, that's it's like real generic. No, just generic, like ugly looking, like busy, hard to understand what's going on. And I'm like, I have a style. You can see that it's like, you know, kind of like emulate my style a little bit. So like the first time Bryson edited one of my videos, I was like, oh, it's my style, but he's it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the magic. So, you know, you'll know it for anybody out there who's listening and running any sort of business. You'll know it when you see it. When somebody does part of the business that you've been doing, but better, that's when you're like, okay, let this person just give them give them more control, give them more things to do. Right. I mean, I kind of had a, a similar experience with the first time I hired an accountant. I yeah. went to the accountant. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, they know more about this than I do. Like, they're helping yeah. me out. It's great. And then I kind of started to learn more. And then I realized, yeah, oh, my gosh, this is not the person that I want. So, like, that was – I would, they weren't an employee, but I was – I hired somebody yeah, from like the business. Yeah, I was, I, you hired a freelancer. Yeah. And then I realized that that person was no longer a fit. So then I went and procured someone better. Like you're going to have growing pains where like, you thought the person that you hired is good, but then they turned out to not be a good fit. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 And another good example of this, our agent. Yeah. We, uh, you know, like I did, after working with him for a little bit, I was like, oh yeah, I was bad at negotiating brand deals and he's good. Yeah. Because you were just <laughs> better like, than oh, I am. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But Mark will be like, hell no, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not afraid of getting no because he'll just find us another deal. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, I so you know this, and we've talked about this before. We often get questions from people on Instagram where they mm -hmm. ask a very important but broad question. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I cannot respond to that in a meaningful way in a text message. Yeah. So I got one of those the other day. And I wanted to to bring it on the show. And I told Ooh. him we were going to talk about it on the show. Oh, that's a good. I like that. Yeah. So we should make this, this is a recurring segment. Yeah. This is from Daniel Soroka. He <laughs> says, shooting my first video with a family member who's a videographer. Wanting cool. to shoot YouTube, then use YouTube content to shrink down into reels for other social media outlets. Okay. A strategy that we've talked to. About yes. Before. Yes. I, I've, I've already noticed two problems with what he's yep. his plan but let's keep going let's yeah keep okay going. he said so here's my overall picture start selling furniture using social media as an outlet for more advertising slash growing a brand do a fun educating style of video slash sometimes partnering with other columbus content creators get into advertising for companies so I know that was a lot, but I wanted to give you an idea where I'm coming from. I'm a person who is a very process-driven and modifying processes to do them better as I learn from mistakes. One, do you have a process you follow when it comes to planning, scripts, production, etc.? And two, how do you know it's the right time to post content? Okay. Okay. Uh, so should we answer his questions first and then we'll talk about the, the problems I noticed. <laughs> yes. So I actually, I think I want to almost answer that entire thing backwards. Okay. How yeah. Yeah. You, uh, yes. Yeah. I like that. How do you know when it's time, the right time to post content? I think these days, the right time to post content is anytime. Agreed. With the algorithm being the algorithms on all these platforms being the way that they are good quality content will get pushed out to people Agreed. or pu pulled to yeah. pulled to viewers. So if you post a video at midnight and there's nobody on and nobody sees it, well, okay, this, this is a bad, okay, somebody, no one in your time person, zone. Yeah, nobody, okay, one person sees it and they watch it the whole way through, that will send a very strong message to whatever platform it is, YouTube, Instagram, that that's a good video. So when somebody yeah. logs on at 9 a.m., they're going to be shown that video based on that one person watching at midnight. Right. Right. And as long as that next person watches it, it's going to send it out to more people. And it just kind of cascades like that. 
Yeah. So the whole concept of, you know, you got to post at 5 p.m. when everybody's active on whatever thing, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's all about creating good quality content. Yeah. I think that was information, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think the information of, oh, you have to, you got to, oh, it's got to be 5 p.m. was yeah. like 2018 era where like yeah. the Instagram algorithm wasn't like really like, built up and like there let's be honest there were tricks yes you post well, that, and at the same I, time and like you'd win exactly and i think that's why they moved away from that because people were gaming that system right. in order to get a lot of exposure on kind of you know so so content and that's a bad experience for users too by the way right. if nobody's posting all day long and so every time you go check your instagram feed there's nothing new for them for them to see and then all of a sudden, five o'clock, everybody posts all at the same time. And there's no way for people to see the best content at right. five because it's crowded out by all this mediocre content. It's like a bad user experience, too. Right. I mean, I fully have found zero correlation between the time and the day that I post content and how yeah. well it does. Yes. Yeah. I it. mean, if you're posting good content, it's going to live a, a long life. It's going to be... You know, if it's a good Instagram video, you're going to be still getting likes and comments a week after you yeah. initially posted it. Yeah. And for a YouTube video, it's even longer. You know, you might months after you posted, you might be still getting new views and new uh, new likes and comments or whatever the hell right. people go for on YouTube. I don't know. So, <laughs> so Daniel, again, even as as someone like Zach and myself that have been doing this for a while, I would say we're you know, we've been in the game for a little while. I don't think that the time of day or whatever that you post matters. And especially for someone like yourself, who's just starting, don't worry about it. Yeah. Agreed. Just put the content out. The right time is when the content's ready. Yes. Put yeah. it out. When it's, um, when it's good, when it's ready and good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Second part. When it's good. Yeah. Or first part. Uh, do you have a process you follow when it comes to planning, scripts, production, etc.? So, I, well, you go ahead and answer this one, Zach. I have a little bit of a process, uh, especially for making YouTube videos. Right. I'll usually start by coming up with a high-level concept. You yes. know, like, I want to build a modernized Nintendo 64. We'll use that as an example. Right. Sure. Then I'll usually sit down and the first thing I do is write a catchy intro. I try and oh, aim for okay. like zero to 30 seconds where I'm essentially making a promise to the viewer. Okay. Like, and I'm, I'm saying, if you watch this video, you are going to see X, Y, Z. And here's why that's exciting, essentially, right? Okay. You know, like, so for the N64 one, It'd be like, what's up, everybody? Today, I am going to build a truly modernized Nintendo 64. It's going to have this. It's going to have that. It's going to utilize some crazy cutting-edge technology. Sure. You're kind of like you're selling why somebody should watch the rest of this video. Fair. Um, so I'll write that all out. Then I will write out an outline of how I think the rest of the video is going to go with, oh, with okay. just, just kind of bullet points. It's like the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to disassemble this thing. The second thing I'm going to do is measure it. So then I'll go and I'll film that. And if I feel like talking to the camera, that's where a lot of the improvisation happens. That's why sure. I do just bullet points. I'll just kind of make my way down this list and make sure I'm capturing enough footage to support all the things I want to say for each individual point. And that's why okay. I do the outline. Because I say, like, for instance, oh, when I'm disassembling the thing, I want to talk about my uh, cordless... Uh, screwdriver because I sure. think that's a good so I'll make sure when I'm filming the disassembly I'm getting a lot of shots of the cordless screwdriver so I can throw away to that one talking about it mm. um, mm -hmm. and then I'll do the project and I will then you know go the whole way through it and then I'll sit on it for a few days and I'm like okay now how do I want to end this video yeah 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 and then I'll sit down and I'll write a little script or a little outline for the end of the video that's basically my system that makes sense. I mean, it totally makes sense to me. I would I would make the argument that that is a little bit more of an advanced tactic. Yeah. Like, is yeah, that how fair. you started? Or is that like a no. process you've gotten into now? 
No, but I will say I wish I started doing it sooner. Yeah. Um, but the, you're right. This when I first started, I basically just you know, I I think I did. I think I wrote intros or at least uh, um, like outlines for intros. What even when I first started, because I just didn't really know where to start. Fair. <laughs> otherwise, Fair. Uh, I do a little intro, and then I would just go to the shop and I'd start building something, and I would just kind of freestyle it. You know, like talk to the camera yeah. and when I thought it was appropriate, and then you kind of get to the side and edit what you want to keep after that. Makes sense. Yeah. So mine, I think this is interesting. Mine's fairly different. Okay. So Let's, mine, I first start out with a high level concept. So I'm yeah. like, okay, here's one I'm, I'm working on. I'm going to do a, a building a router table from the ground up. It's going to be like, going to be plans. You know, you'll build a little cabinet. It's got the, the table stand, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the high level idea. And then I'm going to go into how am I going to get people to watch that video? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I just say how to build a DIY router table, no one's watching the Nobody's video. Nobody's going to watch it. No. But if you say, you, I, <laughs> try to say, you'll never believe what I did to this router or something like that. Yeah. So or yeah. it'll be something like. Mastering my router. I don't know. Or like. Shit like that. Or I might name oh, it. There's explicit. Yeah. Huh. I think we got it earlier. Okay. When I, oh, I said something about Jason Bent with shitty tools. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, th my thought is something along, and this is a very elementary thought. Like I just kind of, it's in gestation, if you will. It was like the, the router table build you actually want to watch or something like that. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's good. So one. then when people, cause that's going to be something you're going to search a lot. There's going to be a lot of search yeah. traffic or like building router table. This is the only video and you need to watch or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, then I'll have kind of, so that's kind of like my hook of like, but why me is always kind of like what I've started going at now. And then mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I just shoot the hell out of it with, yeah. and then I have, I would rather have too much footage and delete stuff and yep. like make it quick and snappy and like stuff like that. And then after it's all shot, then I'm like, okay, I think there are going to be some parts where I want to be like, now here's where I cut this and this, but then there are going to be some parts where I just talk in general and don't really yeah. necessarily talk about a specific step or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of different. You seem to be a little more structured than, than I do, but it's kind of the same general idea. And that might just be like a personal thing for me. Like I find I tend to spin out a little bit if I don't have a structure and That's I also fair. feel like going in with like, uh, like when I was in university and I was writing essays, I would always start with an outline because I always yeah. found making an outline was really easy for me. I'd be like, okay, here's my main argument. Here's like my three supporting points and then three supporting sub points for each one. And I was like, that's for some reason that seems very easy and manageable for me. Sure. And then from there, you're basically just grafting on like filler words, essentially. Yeah. Right? You're not wrong. So I kind of think about videos the same way. It's like, okay, I'm creating the skeleton in the outline, and then I'm just grafting on like supporting content, like visual cues to support that initial yeah. outline. Yeah. And it helps me, it helps me focus because I'm like, okay, here's like an interesting thing. Here's an interesting thing. Here's an interesting thing. Rather than trying to sort through a mountain of footage afterwards. Yeah. Um, I find it helps because a, a lot of the time I would be like, oh, I really want to talk about this particular part. And then I get there and I'd be like, oh, but I don't have the footage. I, won't, I only have like two, three second clips of me doing this one step. Like, uh... Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Uh, it, it really helped save me from doing that. I don't know. It's it's from my mind. It helps me stay organized and stay on task a lot better. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's something like Miranda used to help me a lot with videos. Like she'd be in the videos and help me like film them every once yeah. in a while. And I remember her always going, how do you know you wanted to shoot that? And I would just yeah. go, 
I don't know. Maybe I just kind of already have a vision for the video. Like, okay, well, I had that clip. I had that clip. Oh, this kind of should be next. This would be good. Yeah. I almost have like a visual timeline in my head. And maybe that's like an intangible skill that you just kind of grasp over time. Well, honestly, uh, I haven't done this lately, but what I used to do, especially when writing out scripts, I, I did a lot of this for shorter videos that were in the kind of like eight to 12 minute range. I would just write out a full script for the video and I would also include ideas for shots. So I would know like, okay, when I say this particular part, I want to cut away to a shot of like the legs on the table. And so I would make a checklist. I had a checklist. Yeah. And I would go and I would make sure that I had a shot of the table legs to throw away for that specific spot. I, I do less of that now, especially with the longer form videos, because it just gets like, it gets kind of crazy. 40 pages of notes. Yeah. When you're working on like a 20 to 25 minute video, it's, it gets, I don't know. It's a lot. So, but I mean, with all that being said, I think you can still be successful without putting that much of of planning Mm. into it. Like for sure. But we're we're trying to answer the question, trying to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. If the planning scares you and it makes you think like, oh, I could never do that, then don't plan. But if you're the type of person like me where planning makes things easier, then by all means, plan away. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could just go shoot a whole something and then go, okay, crack your fingers, crack your neck, sit back in the chair and you go, here's what I got. What can I do with this? That's an okay strategy too. I mean, honestly, that's how I built the early days of my channel. So same. And Same. I think th- I think there there's probably a ton of very successful creators on the platform who still do it that way. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I want to make sure we can get to the, some of these other parts of his question too. So, okay, one of the other ones is he says he wants to um, get into advertising for companies. The one mm-hmm. thing that you and I wholeheartedly agree on is the absolute last thing you should be worrying about is sponsorships and brand partnerships. Yeah. They're going to derail you from everything you're working on. Especially early on. When you don't have leverage going into some of those negotiations, you know, you're a creator, you have 10,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel, and some company comes to you and they're like, hey, we want to sponsor a video. We're willing to give you like $1,000. You're like, oh my God, $1,000. Like, this is fantastic. But they are going to want to control every aspect of that video. They are going to ask the world of you. Yeah. And I think long-term, it's going to slow down your growth and keep you from being in a position where you can say to that brand, hey, give me $10,000. And also, here are my terms that we'll be working under. I'm not going to do this. You have no creative control. Like You just get like your 30-second spot. So. I'd be very, I'm very wary of working with brands early yeah. on because they can derail the creative Agreed. process. Don't take on a brand. And this might be kind of confusing. Don't take on a brand partnership until you don't care if you get it. Yeah. So yeah. If you're yeah. like, I can't eat unless I get this $200 brand partnership. Yeah. Don't take it. Yeah. But if somebody's like comes to you and they're like, Oh, I get an email this morning. So-and-so wants to partner with you and you're like, uh, well, I'll give them the F off rate. And if they take it, then great. If not, like, I don't care. I mean, yeah. brand partnerships are a lot more work than you think. I mean, just today I, I had to do one for this giveaway thing. And what was, what was I doing? We were going back and forth between the brand. Like, what do you want me to post for this giveaway? Oh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Then I posted it and they're like, well, we actually want you to change it. I'm like, I'm not changing it. Like, yeah. There's so, yeah. there's mountains of headaches and then chasing yeah. them down because they didn't pay an invoice. Yeah. Dealing with that yeah. for a brand right now where someone's been three months and they still haven't paid my invoice. And oh like, well, God. Our accounting software has changed. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So avoid partnering with brands from the beginning. Don't even worry about it. And also, yeah, I would say again, you're, Mission is to make good content. So never let any of those brand partnerships prevent you from making good content. Yes. Yes. Because they, they will try. 
I swear to God, they will try to prevent you from making good content at yeah. every turn. Yeah. You know, I don't want to rush through this. Do you want to save the rest of this, of the questions and stuff for next episode? Yeah, sure. I just want to, I want to circle back to one thing sure, that he said early on it. in the question. He said that he had a friend who was a professional video or family member who was a professional videographer who was going to help them out. Right. That's going to be a nightmare. That's going to be a nightmare. Do not do that. Figure out a way to do it on your own. Because what's going to happen is they're going to be like, oh, let's do this shot. Let's do this. 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 And it's going to drive you effing insane. You're going to hate the entire process. And you're like, I just want to build this thing. Yeah. And also trying to align the schedules of two people is a huge, it's, you don't think it's going to be a big thing until you're both working full-time jobs and you're trying to make this side hustle thing happen yeah. on the weekends, but, oh, they got to go to their cousin's wedding that weekend, right. but you really want to get the table built because this is the only day you have this week to work on it, but they have other commitments. And then the next weekend you got a wedding you have to go to. I honestly, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but I originally started thinking about doing a YouTube channel with two of my friends. Oh, really? Yeah. And we were going to like, it, same thing, like woodworking, like just a couple of guys hanging out, like trying to, trying to build some stuff. And we were like, oh yeah, we'll film our chemistry. It'll be great. We talked about doing that for a year, maybe. Just could never find a day. Could never find a day when the three of our schedules aligned. Right. And then finally we did do it one day and we got basically nothing done. Right. Because we were like trying to figure it out. And I was like, I was like, I love these guys. Like they, I, they were fantastic to hang out with, but I was like, if I want to actually make like a run at this and like make it a real thing, I got to do it on my own. Cause I, yeah. I know that I can count, you know, like I can manage my own schedule. I can make it work on my end. And, you know, like different people have various levels of commitment. Like what if the channel is not growing as fast as your family members, the professional videographer wants and or they get the rate or the rate. Yeah. The, the, like you're paying them. Yeah. Or well, I'm, you're paying them. I'm, or maybe it's some sort of partnership, but it's not, you know, you and I know we we had to eat shit for two, three years before we started making oh, yeah. any money from this business. So if the other per half of the your partnership is not uh, like willing to put that time in and like make that same commitment, then you're going to run into a problem a year down the road when you haven't made any money, but you gotta still yeah. keep working every weekend. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Well, there's more. We'll get into this next yeah. week. Yeah, but... okay, sounds good. Um, we're heading to something exciting. No yeah. after show tonight because we're having our first bring your own camera segment. So BYOC. BYOC. If you are a top tier patron, you have the link to that uh, video chat in on your Patreon page. And we are heading over there right now to hang out with all of our patrons and chat about all kinds of stuff. We sure are. So everybody else, thank you for joining us. If you're in the U.S., I hope, well, by the time this comes out, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. If you're listening live right now, we yeah. hope you have a mm -hmm. great Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we're and thankful for all of our patrons. To all the Canadians listening, happy belated Canadian Thanksgiving. It's only two months late. You're welcome. And remember, only you can prevent the Green Suitors podcast that available on Apple and Spotify. <laughs> See everybody. See ya.